hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you are all having an absolutely terrific, blessed day today. And if y'all need anything, you know where to get a hold of us, healthmasters.com, 1-800-726-1834, if you guys want to call us. And we have the ultimate multiple powder on sale through the rest of this week. It will be going off sale at the end of the month. So just want to give everybody a heads up on that take advantage of that sale and be sure to vote for what you want to see when tomorrow as product of the week got a lot of good products on there and the attention factor and the uh, purple sticks are both going back and forth very close so vote for what you want to see when right now along with the hyaluronic acid is currently on sale on the website at healthmasters.com I saw an article yesterday and this was on market watch and what's interesting market watch is usually pretty far left let me get in this for a second I had another conversation with a friend of mine last night about, again, what's happening with Amazon and how they are turning into the global retail monopoly and how I've encouraged many people, and you guys heard me many a times, ask you to please don't support that company. Do the best you can to find a retailer directly. I've told this to people all the time. If you find something on Amazon you really have to have or you like or it's something you're looking for for a specific project, try to hunt down that company because in most cases, a lot of companies have an actual retail site, not on Amazon, but an actual own website retail site, and try to buy from them directly and bypass the Amazon squid, tentacle, monster, octopus that's trying to rip through all the entire small businesses across the country. Now, Amazon has now just closed a $3.9 billion deal to now acquire the primary care insurance organization, One Medical, which marks the tech's giant, the tech giant's biggest move into the healthcare insurance industry to date but is also sparking serious data privacy, they're saying here. And then what's interesting about this is they're saying now they're acquiring it for $3.9 billion, the one medical company that basically does insurance. And a lot of people are starting to really start <laughs> raise their eyebrows about this. And there was people all over Twitter now that are starting to really question this. One lady went on there and she said, so Amazon now has access to all the data on what we watch, what we read, what we eat, what we buy, what we say in private through Aleska, what pharmaceutical drugs we take, and now our primary care insurance. Does anybody else see a data privacy issue with this? And the answer is absolutely. <laughs> I've already told you guys this on what they're doing. I predicted this five, six years ago when Amazon started to really spread into the market, and then they went in and bought Whole Foods up. And that Whole Foods now, they've been actively working on their Amazon One account, which O-N-E, the number one, but it's play on words, in my opinion, like Amazon One, where it does biometric uh, pricing and biometric payments with just your handprint. This is a serious issue, especially not only the fact that we're starting to go more and more towards a cashless society. We're also starting to see is they're going to have access to everything about you, including your handprint, if you decide to give it up. And this is why I've repeatedly told people, do not, in my opinion, do not keep those Aleska devices in your house or any of those devices that are on and listening, period. I don't like smart devices in my house. That's why I didn't do smart you know, thermostats, didn't do smart refrigerators. I stay away from a lot of that stuff. Those are all data linked. They're designed to con basically connect up to Bluetooth into the Internet of Things and designed to monitor a lot of stuff. And people in the past have remember joked about those. Oh, well, you know, your dishwasher's listening to you and your refrigerator's monitoring you. And then later on we found out, oh, yeah, 
those really high-end smart refrigerators that have cameras in them that you can talk to, and then you can basically click on them and see what's inside your fridge when you're at the store, all in the name of convenience. Oh, yeah, they're monitoring everything you do. And here's the issue that I have with Amazon buying up this primary care insurance company. How do we not know now that Amazon is going to start using the data they've collected to either raise or basically hike up your rates or manipulate your rates in order because they know what you talk about in private. They know what you eat now. They know what pharmaceutical drugs you basically are taking because now they sell pharmaceutical drugs. They basically are listening and watching everything you read and look at online. They know how much time you have in front of the television. And they can come in and say, well, we've evaluated your lifestyle based on your food, your reading, your speech, your travel, and everything you do in your private life. Your insurance rates, uh, unfortunately, it's going to have to be raised now because, well, you know, we're, we're predicting that you're going to have X amount of problems in the future, and uh, that's just where we're at. Are they going to do that? I don't know. Would it be something unlikely that they do? No, it wouldn't be unlikely at all that they do that, as we've already found on multiple occasions that they record and monitor what you say on an ongoing basis with Aleska. So it's something that people need to realize and understand this is definitely – going to be the future for retail if people do not understand and stop supporting this monstrosity that's continuing to grow at an exponential pace in some cases. Also, too, in other news with what we're seeing now across the globe, China, as I've told you guys before, as they've come in now and started to buy up huge swaths of land, Bill Gates is the number one farmland holder in the entire country now, China if you combine all their companies in aggregate, they're the number two agricultural landholder in the United States. And I saw an article earlier yesterday, and this is kind of creepy. The Chinese firm has now bought up another 300 acres, which that's not much property, to basically do um, corn, corn processing. Now, this is very odd to buy 300 acres in North Dakota by itself just to do corn processing However, the thing about this is it's very strange, and it's raising a lot of eyebrows as well. It's exactly 16 miles from one of the largest military air force bases in North Dakota. Now, what's interesting about this is if you look at the research on it, this air force base that's pretty much right down the road, they are saying now, and this is what people are arguing about, is that they could collect digital uplinks and data from this military base because they're right in the threshold of distance from this Air Force base to be able to have passive collection of signals, and it would essentially be undetectable. Now, is this what they're doing? I don't know. But I do know one thing is that they now have, they own 192,000 acres that are owned by Chinese ownership of different Chinese corporations. And 192,000 acres of farmland, guys, that's a lot of farmland. I know property background here that's uh, Ridgeland Wildlife Preserve that you can go hunting on, and it's 65,000 acres, and I've gone out there and hunted numerous times, and it's fast. I mean, you get lost out there really, really, really quick. You look out on the map, and to think that you know these guys own over three times that now in agricultural land shows you that they're trying to do everything they can to control the farming along with Bill Gates and to basically come in and own and monopolize the entire food industry. I saw an article yesterday that was talking about Amy's Organics, which a lot of people know, Amy's Kitchen. They make a lot of great organic food, especially frozen food that you can basically heat up. They use some tofu and some foods. I don't eat that. But some of their macaroni and cheese, oh, man. It's always, it's always been a favorite of mine when I was a kid. I don't eat anymore just because macaroni and cheese and 
me don't go along when we're trying to stay in shape. <laughs> but I was younger. I loved it. Well, it's interesting about this now. They're shutting down apparently another plant. The plant in San Jose, the frozen food plant, is now sending 300 workers, essentially packing. The plant was open a mere 11 months ago and was developed to focus on Amy's fast-growing frozen pizza line. Instead, says the Bay News Group, it's costing Amy a million dollars a month now in hemorrhaging cash. Fred Scarpula, COO of Amy's, told the Bay Area News Group that recent inflation has caused massive spikes in material costs and supply chain issues, meant critical equipment delays. Further, they said there's been significant issues with staff turnover and worker shortages. Others have speculated that Amy's may have overexpanded to meet the pandemic demand that was temporary when it came to frozen foods as homebound customers began purchasing uh, food options like restaurant meals. I don't know. You make your own decision on that, but I do know one thing. This just adds to the another list of manufacturing sites that produces food that is now shut down on a list of literally, I think it's over 100 now over the last year that have been shutting down. So, again, that's why I encourage people, make sure you have preparations in place. I say it all the time, and I know it sounds like I'm reiterating it and repeating myself because I am. <laughs> it's very crucial. If you need some supplies or organic food or beans and rice, whatever you choose to buy, whether you want to get it from us or somewhere else, just please get good quality wherever you get it from if you don't get it from us. Make sure you have some backup food because there is no doubt about it. 100% they are getting everything poised to have a massive food shortage in this country as essentially the next round of whatever game they're trying to play on their chessboard whenever they get finished, I guess, with COVID. If they ever get finished with COVID, I think that's going to kind of go into perpetuity as long as people keep playing the game. What do you think, Deb? Well, the Amy's thing, also what happened to them, they got some bad media press about tur- about the turnover and working conditions. And the problem with that is when the Kabbalist, Luciferian, Satanists control the media and they want to attack a country or attack a business or attack a factory or attack anybody, they just start printing bad stuff about them. Yeah. And it's the same thing that happened years and years ago with Oakley Sunglasses. They were being distributed basically through the sunglass huts, which were owned by another distributor, another manufacturer, and they ended up basically trying to buy Oakley's, and then they said, well, you can't, you're not going to sell it to us, so what we're going to do is we're going to not let you sell through sunglass hut anymore. This country is, it was, it was a, I believe a Kabbalist owned company out of, uh, out of uh, Italy. And then what happened is, uh, Oakley's sales just collapsed, and then they were able to buy it up for a fraction of what they had originally offered. This happens all the time. So is it going to happen to Amy's? I don't know. Uh, but, you know, you've got Bill Gates and you've got the Chinese government, number one, and number two now is farmland purchasing. This is the same thing that the international bankers did back in 1929 through the mid-30s. And I told you the story with my father and my grandfather in Iowa. My grandfather had like a 1,500-acre farm. He could not, he could not, he could not, you know, farm that himself. He could not. And he had leveraged it, and it was not paid for, so he had to break it up into the five children. So everybody got 300 acres to personally work so they wouldn't lose the land. And that's how they had to maintain the farm. There were literally thousands, tens of thousands of small family farms that were seized by the international bankers and the people thrown off their land, sometimes that had been owned for generations by these people, uh, because of the Great Depression when the international banking Kabbalist cartels collapsed the money supply. And basically at that point, there was no more money as far as to maintain the crops or maintain the help or maintain the tractors or maintain the fuel or anything. And then when that happens, you know, we had the same thing happen, you know, back in the in the 70s with Nixon, we had the same thing happen with Clinton. Whenever you balance the federal budget, it doesn't work. 
because when you balance the federal budget, the M1 money supply is, has, has to be used now to make the payments on the national debt, which means it goes out of circulation. When the money goes out of circulation, the M1 contracts, and it causes a recession every single time, just like it caused the Great Depression in 1929 and the bloodline Kabbalist, Luciferian, high-level Masonic families that were involved with this group of Kabbalists that were running the international banking cartels, the Rothschild Bank, they were told in advance that they were going to contract the money supply and that the market was going to collapse. And so the majority of these people, if they listened and had sense, pulled all of their money and savings out of the stock market before it basically collapsed. The stock market is basically like gambling with a roulette wheel. Hoping it lands on black, hoping it lands on red, or whatever you're hoping for, right? You, you basically don't know what it's going to do, but they know because the game is rigged. And they know what it's going to land on every single time. And when they do that and you gamble your money with that, what ends up happening is you get into a situation where uh, you're basically uh, just flipping a coin. Am I going to lose money or make money? And, and now in the last few years, because of the massive increase of the M1 money supply, the stock market has set record highs. Now it's you know, it's dropped down a lot, but now they've stabilized it again, and it's not dropping as hard as it was. The reality is, is that it's hyperinflated right now because of the money supply. That's the issue. Now, you know, also Austin was talking about what was going on as far as the, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the Amazon buying up the primary care insurance. And Austin is absolutely right. Again, this is another Kabbalist, Luciferian-owned corporation. And when this when this group comes in and they buy up all of this medical insurance, they find out exactly what Austin said. He's 100% right. All of your data with all of your health issues. Now they can target you with ads. When you have high blood pressure, I'm going to target you with an Amazon ad that this product helps reduce high blood pressure. And on yep. and on and on and on. Yep. You know, Amazon's already bought up Whole Foods. Now, and they've already, they've already talked about buying up the distribution chain of UNFI for Whole Foods. And they're going to continue doing this. And it's the same thing that I've spoken to you about over the years, over and over and over again. If every single thing said Rothschild Whole Foods, Rothschild Amazon, Rothschild, 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 Everybody listening right now would be like, we're not going to do this, and we're not going to support these guys, and we're not going to buy anything else that says Rothschild on it. Well, they're smarter than that because they don't want the blowback from that, so they always use front guys or cutouts, you would call them, in order to do this, and they give these guys literally unlimited amounts of money. See, here's the thing we have to understand. This Federal Reserve Bank's never been audited. It tells us there's X amount of M1 money supply available. It tells us that there's X amount of digital money available. But there's no way to prove that anything they say is true. I mean, they, they're all a bunch of liars and thieves, honestly. So how do we know when they gave that $19 trillion out to all those other banks and they wouldn't tell us where it went when they were audited, partially because of Ron Paul a few years ago, and Bernanke simply wouldn't tell us? How do we know it was, a, it was $19 trillion? How do we know it wasn't $190 trillion? How do we know how much they did inflate this money supply? We don't know. And that's the problem when you let somebody, an organization like this, operate outside of the law – and, you know, and Baraki has said it and Alan Greenspan said it. We do not answer to the United States government, to the United States laws. We are independent. So, in other words, they're an independent banking organization which controls the money supply for almost every single country in the world. And they're not subject to any audits whatsoever. And they can do whatever they want to do with the money, print as much of the currency as they want, create as much digital currency as they want. And they don't have to tell anybody. And see, and that's the issue. And then you can go ahead and take your firms, your State Street, BlackRock, and Vanguard – have a bunch of investors going to there with unlimited amounts of money because you don't know where it all came from, right? And start buying up the entire market and controlling everything. 
and use your program Aladdin, which they've been using now as an AI program for many years, to basically buy in the dips and sell on the highs and buy in the dips and sell on the highs. And so they've acquired almost everything, and now they're going after real estate mortgages. And hence, Klaus Schwab could say, you will own nothing and you will be happy. And that's the, that's the, that's the and whole problem with all of this. Now, there's an excellent article here by Robert Burroughs, and he says, the elite coup to kill or to enslave us and why can't governments, legal actions, and protests stop them? Now, this is a good article. I started reading that this morning and started tying a bunch of other pieces of the puzzle together for me. I'm going to tie a few of them together with you right now. It says, basically, in 2020, under the cover of the virus vaccine narrative, the global weirdos launched a long – I'm changing. I'm not going to call them elite because, they're, they're, to me, they're scum. I'm just going to put in scum. The global scum launched this long-planned coup to capture total control of the human population. Building on a history that dawned with human civilization some 5,000 years ago and at least 50 years in the final planning, which I would say 200, progressive efforts by elites in local, national, now the global context to kill off undesired populations and enslave those left to lie are now accumulating. Unfortunately, however, awareness of what is really happening remains extraordinarily low. Even among those who are resisting the ongoing destruction of our rights and freedoms, as well as the rapidly mounting vaccine death toll. So he goes on to briefly explain exactly what is happening by the most popular responses. Here's what he says. Yoval Noah Harari. This is that weirdo uh, Jew out of Israel who wants to kill everybody. He, he's absolutely a weirdo. He's an author and he's a licensed professor. Uh, he, one reads the website of the World Economic Forum as well as primary documents produced by that organization that listens to the organization's key spokesperson, plus is the weirdo Kabbalist Klaus Schwab. You know, and also you, Nahari, weirdo Kabbalist, weirdo again. Under the overall title of the Great Reset, the World Economic Forum has launched a series of deeply interrelated agendas which will impose substantial changes on 200 areas of human life for those of us left alive. The integrated, the interrelated agendas include implementation of the elite's eugenics program, destroying the food supply, along with various programs in relation to the fourth industrial revolution, the transhumanism that will deliver them total control of the remaining transhuman population in a world by robot technocrats. You can look at the articles, Killing Off Humanity, How the Global Elite is Using Eugenics and Transhumanism to Shape Our Future. I'm going to post this article twice so you guys can see it twice and look at all these different links in it. The programs include efforts to develop and deploy relevant technologies, including those in relation to 5G and now 6G, military weapons, artificial intelligence, digital identity, big data, nanotechnology and biotechnology, robotics, the Internet of Things, the Internet of Bodies, the Internet of Senses, quantum computing, surveillance, and the metaverse that will subvert the human identity, human freedom, human dignity, human violation, and human privacy. Okay? To reiterate, the net outcome of these programs will be a substantial human depopulation. As Mark Steele concluded in his extensive report on 5G-directed energy emissions, the prima facie evidence of this globalist population agenda is unequivocal. Well, we have to ask ourselves, who's doing this? The coup that has been planned by the global, by the global scum and its primary agents is now being implemented through the control of key international organizations, Rothschild-controlled World Health Organization, Rothschild-controlled United Nations, Kabbalist-controlled relevant corporations, including those in technology. This would be Amazon, Google, everything, pharmaceutical now being bought up by Amazon, and media industries and national governments. The first point to note here is this. The global elite is too wealthy and too powerful to bother participating in well-known events such as the World Economic Forum or even those who are less well-known as the Council of Inclusive Capitalism. 
the people who front these organizations of this nature are the elite agents. That's what I just said earlier with all these people like Jeff Bezos and, and all you know and all the people that Bill Gates, wealthy and powerful at one level and happen to be publicly identified, but not the masters shaping our destinies. Okay. <laughs> but because the global elite is both insane and criminal, I'm going to say satanic and cabalist, its members have no concept of what it means to experience ordinary human life with its daily struggles and occasional triumphs, its routine fears and simple joys. <laughs> so why, So what is going on with these governments, the constitutions and the governments and the delusions of democracy? He talks about how we're not getting fair elections anymore. And then he goes into detail about what's happened with these politicians that are being killed and being and basically being assassinated who go against the World Economic Forum. And he says perhaps constitutional lawyer John Whitehead says it more equivocally. He goes, not only have the federal and state governments unraveled the constitutional fabric of the nation with lockdown mandates, that set the economy into a tailspin, Donald Trump, and rock havoc with our liberties, Donald Trump. But they have almost persuaded the citizenry, the people of the United States and around the world, to depend on the government for financial handouts, medical intervention, protection, and sustenance. This past year under lockdown was a lesson in many things, but mainly it was a lesson in basically tyranny. Big Brother is running and doing everything. While the law and legal processes are shrouded in delusions suggesting that they play a role in making societies, it seems almost impossible now to stop these guys from a global standpoint through the courts because the courts have been compromised because of such entities. And I'm adding this as Jeffrey S. Epstein and Mossad, both Kabbalist organizations, who have blackmailed the judiciary in many cases. And then it goes on to say what you can do to resist these guys. Here's what it says. And so much of this we've covered on the show. Refuse COVID-19 injections, tests, and passports. Big Pharma is not honest or safe. Choose natural health. We've told you that thousands of times. Don't wear masks or social distance. Staying human is more important than living in fear. Don't buy 5G or smart devices. Austin just said that. Resist the fourth industrial revolution. Pay with cash. How many times have you heard us say that? And switch to community-owned banks over and over again. Grow your own food. Join local trading groups. Keep your small business open no matter what. Don't let it be locked down. Buy from small businesses. Don't use contract QR tracing codes. Boycott corporate and government's media that misinform and censor. Use uncensored media and social media. That would be the Ted Nelson Brower Show. Don't listen to ABC, CBS, NBC, CBS, or CNN, any of that. Just stop. Just stop. Don't listen to Fox. Don't listen to any of it. It's all about your lives. Okay? Don't pay COVID-19 related fines. Become a prisoner of conscience. Seek support. Now, it also says to wear an orange armband, a scarf, or a ribbon to show solidarity with the movement. I've never heard of that before. But everything besides the orange armband, we also talk about. Now, this morning, I was speaking to another medical professional who's been very, very big. And, and vaccines and all the things that have been going on for years and years and years and years. And, and we started talking about viruses. And we started, and she asked me, she says, do you believe all of these people that are saying now that viruses aren't real? Now, we're going to go there right now for a second, okay? And I said to her, I said, well, I took a class in microbiology uh, back in the uh, 70s at Florida State. And uh, we were taught that there's multiple phases of the viruses, and you have the lytic and the lysogenizing phases, and they had all these all this stuff. They talked about how they how they functioned, how they performed, and then they basically told us that they had never been able to see a real live virus because everything that they had done and all these things that they were telling us were from speculation, from basically electron microscopes that were basically examining something after it was already dead or if it had ever been alive, it was no longer alive under the electron microscope. 
So my response to them was basically, so you don't have any real life experience in proving that any of this stuff is actually accurate. This is just speculation. And of course, it was like, well, this is what we believe by the highest scientific minds. Well, this doctor asked me this morning, she goes, so how do you believe in all this stuff? And my response to her was very simple. She goes, I said, look, I've had the measles. I've had the mumps. I've had the chicken box. I've had all of this stuff, and I've had lifetime immunity to all of it. So to say that these diseases aren't real, whether you want to call them a virus or whatever, is simply not true because I've had them, and I've recovered from them, and I've never had them again. And I know that we've had a massive reduction in measles in the population since we started, quote, unquote, vaccinating for measles. That's a fact because we just have to run through the schools, and, call it, and that includes chicken pox. But I've also known that these different diseases are not fatal in 99.9999% of the time. And you have this lifetime immunity. So is it worth taking a vaccine to basically not have a, to have a disease, not to not get a disease, a childhood type of disease that maybe was there originally to help build your immune system? I'm going to say that one more time because it went through a lot of everybody's heads over that. I'm going to say something I haven't said before. Maybe these viruses or these diseases were allowed to be here by God Almighty because they helped build the immune system in the human being. Maybe that's why they weren't eradicated. Maybe that's why they were here. I don't know. Just throwing that out there. All right. So the point is this. Then we started talking about all of the other stuff and all the lies. Now, I'm going to go somewhere. I don't normally go here right now, but I've got to talk about this for a second because it's really important. I went to, So then I started talking to this individual about Isaac Newton, and I started doing research on Isaac Newton. And Isaac Newton was a hardcore Kabbalist, Luciferian. He was basically a wizard. And when they released his – basically his – when Keynes bought his uh, his stuff through auction back in about 100 years ago, uh, they kept it all hidden because they didn't want people to realize that the guy was in a complete and total loon. Uh, he basically came up with this theory of gravity, came up with the, uh, the, the, the whole theory of the, 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 the dimensions of the planet. All of this stuff he got from the Zohar and from the Kabbalah. Now you guys are like shaking your head going, what the heck are you talking about, Ted? Isaac Newton was a Satanist. He was a Rosicurian. He was part of that whole movement back in the 1600s, which brought the Zohar, which had been hidden for about a thousand years, into prominence and being promoted throughout the entire planet as far as this esoteric knowledge. He did extensive research in the Zohar and actually converted it over into Latin so he could read it more efficiently. He did all of this stuff. He was a complete and total Satanist. This is Sir Isaac Newton, who came up with our theory of gravity. He also, because he couldn't figure out certain formulas with gravity and mathematical equations, he came up with what they call constants, in which you basically have to assign a constant to a certain you know, formula so you can get the right answer. He did that. When Einstein came back in you know, hundreds of years later and tried to reconcile Newton's formulas, it almost drove Einstein nuts. He didn't know what to do because he said the math doesn't work. So here we are. We're sitting here now, and we're asking ourselves a question. How much of what they taught us is true for the past 400 years, and how much of it is a lie? And you think, what the heck is going on here? And I've said to you this before. I don't know what the planet looks like. I'm not a flat earther. I'm going to come out and say that. I'm not that. But the mathematics they've given us as far as the quote-unquote sphere that we're supposedly living on does not work. It doesn't work. The numbers don't work. I told you if you fly over Lake Okeechobee at this widest point, it's like 27 miles across. It's supposed to drop 600 feet. It does not do that at all. Okay. And, and the problem with that is, is that if that's a lie, if the curvature of the earth as far as how much what it's saying that it is is a lie, and maybe we're shaped like a pear or shaped like something else. I don't know what we're shaped like. I haven't been in outer space. If everything is a lie, then what in the world have they told us is the truth? 
This is why it's so important to understand that the Word of God, the Old Testament, the New Testament, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we've got to base our teachings and our understanding of God's Word and God's creation on the Bible. We have to do that. We can't be caught to and fro with all these different winds of teaching. When this Zohar was buried for like a thousand years, and it started making prominence back in the early, you know, for after the first thousand years after Christ was resurrected, it got spread all over the place, and that's how Sabbatain Zevi picked it up in 1666. All of these people were alive at about the same time, and they were pr- pushing this whole thing with Satanism all at the same time to the entire planet. Now, here's the interesting thing, and this is something that I'm going to post, but I'm not promoting it because it's basically talking about the Kabbalah. And, and you know, and it's talking about all the secrets of the Kabbalah and all the other weird stuff. And to me, I will say all the lies of the Kabbalah. And, and what it said was, you know, the eclipse, the Zohar, and saving Columbus's life. Now, listen to this. This is some weird stuff now. It says that I'm going to post this. It's by Billy Phillips. It says, with the solar eclipse coming Monday, it was written a couple years ago, I thought it would be timely to mention how a great Kabbalah saved the life of Christopher Columbus. The Kabbalah's name was Abraham Zakutu. And by the way, he has a crater named after him on the moon. It's called the Zagu Crater. Zakutu was an avid scholar of the Zohar and thus knew many of its secrets. Zaku promoted Columbus's voyage to the New World, telling the Spanish royal court that he knew the word Earth was round and not flat, and Zakutu said he knew the world was round because he read it in his Zohar. Wait a minute. Okay, so the whole concept of Columbus sailing around the world was based on teachings from the Zohar by the Zakutu guy. That's some weird stuff, guys. I read that this morning. I did not know that. So I want to share that with you. So, again, I'm not a flat earther, but everything they've told us about almost everything, including science, is a lie. And the only way they can promote this and perpetuate the lie is they've got to give us specific constants and, you know, in mathematics and in formula, and that's, again, why I mentioned this a few minutes ago that Einstein about, Einstein about when he drove himself nuts trying to reconcile gravity because the constants are a lie. <laughs> and so we've got a problem now, don't we? So now we have to ask ourselves a question. If everything we've been taught for the last 400 years is based on the Kabbalah, which is all a satanic lie, how in the world are we supposed to believe anything they tell us? Then you find out the same group is controlled who give us these vaccines by the Kabbalist Luciferians, the same group of the bankers who control the money supply controlled by the Kabbalist Luciferians, and the same group of people that control the media are controlled by the Kabbalist Luciferians, as the Bible calls them, the synagogue of Satan. So this is what I have to ask you guys now. What the heck? How much any uh, is everything that they tell us a lie? Remember what William Casey said? He said, we will know that we've done our job at the CIA when everything that every American believes is a lie. So we're in a situation now that we're sitting back and we're watching this and we're going, all right, okay, put a mask on, socially distance, lock your businesses, shut everything down, hyperinflate the currency, tell us that basically we have to get an mRNA vaccine to change our DNA every 90 days in order for it to remain effective, and vaccinate little children that are two and three and four and five years old and basically kill them and poison them and change their DNA and render them infertile and sterile. Who in the heck is doing this crap? And that's why you got to ask yourself this. Why would you possibly believe anything these guys are telling you from the mainstream media? And I hate to say this, from also from the alt media. Because there's too many people out there. It's always promoting Zionism and promoting Israel 
And Israel, again, is the number one homosexual destination in the world. And, and you got to stop here and you got to go, wait a minute. And that's all pushed out of the Zohar and out of the Talmud and all of the, all of the incest and the you know, sexual little boys and little girls. That's all part of this group that does all of this stuff. And you got to ask yourself a question. If this synagogue of Satan is running the planet, which it pretty much is, why in the world aren't we standing against this with the word of God? Why aren't we standing with Jesus? Now, here's the thing. I'm not going to get into this whole theory on the earth and how it's shaped and everything else because it doesn't mean anything at this point in our lives, does it? I'm asking that question, except to say if they're not telling us the right math and they're not giving us the right constants, what else is a lie? Because it doesn't change our current existence on this planet. Now, string theory and physics and talking about vibrational string theory, and we talk about this in depth on this show, gives us a much better understanding of how the universe is put together through energy. It does. And we got to understand all that because that's more of a science that is more accurate as far as I'm concerned, unlike the science that we've been given. I had so many questions when I was in the biology program at Florida State that nobody could answer. I'd all, I, I, I was that kid. Yep, I was that kid. I'd sit on the front row, and I'd ask questions constantly, drive the teacher nuts, and they couldn't answer the questions because almost everything they taught us was basically theory. We had the sliding filament muscle theory that nobody could ever prove. I mean, all of these crazy things they teach us that are may be true. They may not be true. I have no idea. But the point is this. Why, if a person is not studying God's word, why could they possibly know the truth and differentiate the lie? They can't. How could they? How could how could they, if they don't study the Word of God, understand any of this stuff? I'm talking about the Bible now, talking about Jesus, because he came to save us from the evil one. And if we understand that, it makes more sense. That we've got to realize this entire turmoil has been going on for a long, 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 long time. You know, and, and Satan and Lucifer and his minions aren't going anywhere right now, but they're not allowed to mess with us because we're born again and saved by the blood of the Lamb. They're not allowed to mess with us. They can't devour us because we're protected. That's the key point here with Christianity, isn't it? And that's why Christians have to tell their pastors, hey, pastors, talk about what's really going on in the world. Talk about who's running it. Talk about the Zohar. Talk about what these whackbags believe. Talk about why they think it's okay to have sex with little boys and little girls like at the age of three. All this weird stuff they do, and they talk about it in their writings, and they say it's okay. Talk about how Sir Isaac Newton was a hardcore Satanist Kabbalist wizard and start to understand what's really happening in this world and how we have been completely lied to for, gosh, almost half a millennial. I mean, it's crazy. Wow. Austin, what do you think, bud? What's your next story? You're exactly right. And this is one of the primary reasons as well now we've seen over the last couple of years, well, really last decade so far, to try to force people into believing that we shouldn't be able to defend ourselves and we sure as heck don't need any type of firearms. Once the general population, if they ever understand to even a small degree on how much everything is compromised and corrupt and how much we're being lied to, the vast majority of the entire United States would have a fit. I mean, they would have a total fit. And I mean, I think we only grasp this little sliver of what we see and understand that that's why I say it all the time, jokingly, but on reality, it's facts. What we watch majority of the time is all theater. It's designed to control the way we think and the way we perceive it. It's all done in controlled theater. People sit there in the argument and go, "Well, I don't, I don't think they have, you know, Joe Biden. You know, he doesn't have multiple guys running around. He doesn't have body doubles. Are you kidding me? 
said, they all do. I said, Hillary Clinton does. I said, did you, who do you, who'd you see on stage talking the other day? Or who do you see on Skype? I don't know who that is. I mean, they've talked in detail before with the CIA and face mask and all types of different disguises, like Mission Impossible kind of stuff. All that stuff's real, all completely real. They, I mean, they, they do that all the time. That's not just Hollywood. Because remember, they've said this before. What you see in Hollywood is usually about 10 to 15 years behind of what they're already doing. The stuff you see and they show you and they let you know about, it's already been going on for a long, long, long time. So they give you little snippets here and there. That's why sometimes they throw stuff out there just to tell you what it's going to do. The exact same thing they did with the shot. They talk out of both sides of their mouth. They told you on national television, oh, yeah, it's totally safe and effective. While the studies told a completely different story. They tell you, oh, it's, there's no side effects at all. It's 100% effective, 95% effective, totally safe. Then you start seeing people drop dead and have myocarditis. Oh, don't worry about that. Here's just what the study says. This is why Pfizer tried to bury the documents for 75 years. They knew what everybody was going to see when they started reading into it. And now we have this, this unbelievably sadistic ideology about we need to start injecting these young children, six-month-olds, with RNA gene therapy, and parents are doing it. And they're doing it. And I, I think we haven't even come close to witnessing the horrors of what's going to start happening with these young children over the next months to years when the side effects of this RNA shots are going to be known. We haven't. And the thing that I have the biggest issue with about this is, you know, I personally think this shot is going to come back and be like a Vioxx debacle. You're going to start seeing ads, oh, 10 years from now. Did you or were you subject to somebody that told you you had to get a shot? Well, you may be in, you know, you may be entitled to compensation. I think that's going to end up happening once this stuff continues to come to light because there's too much truth that's showing up about exactly what we've said. And I saw a video the other day somebody sent me, and it was of this girl, and she's like crying on this video, and she talks about how she had very mild eczema for like 29 years. She kept it under control with her diet, with supplements. And uh, had very little issues with it. She ended up getting both shots back-to-back and got the booster. And she flat-out said, every time I got the shot, my eczema was getting much, much worse. She said the dermatologist saw her eczema accelerating rapidly and started prescribing her multiple topical medications. She said fast-forward to 2022, she's now got full-blown TSW withdrawals, which is topical steroid withdrawal. She goes, she's shaking cold. She can't regulate her heat. She's oozing metallic liquid out of her skin and gaining weight even though she's not eating. She goes in the video, she pulls her, her shirt down, whole collarbones covered in like, I mean, just straight up like eczema rash, like bad. And she goes, I can't get rid of it. It's just getting worse and worse and worse now, and I'm not getting any more shots. Guys, this they told everybody what it was going to do. They had the slideshow to let everybody know, if you recall when Pfizer released it, on side effects to look forward, to look for. There's like over 40 known side effects that they already told everybody to be on the lookout for, including myocarditis on the list. But it doesn't take a rocket scientist to do it. put one plus one equals two. They start telling you what it's going to do when you get the shot. You better believe it's going to do that. This is why they do not want anybody to defend themselves. In that congressional hearing the other day, I saw one congressional guys. I forgot his name. He's so stupid. I mean, you, 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 this man couldn't figure out either. He's this dumb and this uneducated. The fact that he's in Congress is even scarier, or the fact that he's just pumping out that much lies and propaganda. He literally holds up a sign. Literally holds up a sign with a AR-15 pistol with a brace on it. 
you know, eight or 15 stabilizer brace. I think it was like from SB tactical and it shows it with somebody holding the grip and the brace around their forearm. And he goes, when you attach this arm brace to this AR 15, to this buffer tube, it now makes the AR 15 a bump fire stock. And now with this brace, this AR-15 can now shoot fully automatic bullets out of it with this brace because it's now a bump stock. And one of the guys that kind of got his time, he said, dude, what are you talking about? He said, you don't even understand the very concept of a rifle. If you're that stupid, you're going to make a comment like that. He said, if you're going to at least debate on banning something, understand what the heck you're even talking about. He goes, a brace never does anything with making a gun automatic. It's not even remotely close to the same function as a bump fire stock. And he goes, and bump fire stocks don't make it automatic. The trigger still has to be pressed every single time and reset and pressed again. What is, he, he was getting irritated. I'd watch it. I was like, what? What? I felt dumber for listening to this guy. Like I felt like I needed a bath afterwards to go read a book. I was like, this, this is the stupidest rhetoric I've ever heard in my life. But, but – he got on television now, and he was, it was on C-SPAN or whatever, and now anybody that watched that, that's a bumbling moron that can't think for themselves or do their own research and just literally go, just, just gobbles down the CNN propaganda will sit there and go, oh, these braces, these braces are the bump fire stocks. They lied to us. They, well, we need to ban those two. Ban everything. Ban sites. Ban everything. Ban knives. They're bad. And again, you'll have a lot of the parroting propaganda people that will just sit there and regurgitate every single thing they heard. But in the meantime, nobody's discussing the fact that over 60 people were shot again in Chicago over the weekend. That didn't get brought up at all. Oh, and LAPD, they issued citywide tactical alert after two people were shot dead at a car show. Well, yeah, it's LAPD. Uh, New York, another similar shooting happened over the weekend. And what's interesting about this is, you constantly keep hearing about these numerous people being shot and this violent, violent behavior. And it always seems to be in all the major cities that have extreme gun control measures. Ooh, that's, hmm, that's interesting. How's that happen? Because, I mean, you got to remember, when you ban guns and you ban certain things on guns, criminals aren't going to use them at that point because they're not going to use something that's illegal, right? I mean, right? Right. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, okay. So this is what we're starting to see happening. And right now, as they're doing this over and over and over again, they're now starting to push more restrictions on people, what they can do in some of these cities. Fauci got on television the other day now and said, well, it's very, very, very clear that masks do work in prevention and transmission. You've got to get a well-fitted mask, a high-quality N95 or KN95 now. He's already back on his his bubble gum again, running his mouth about running around with K95 mask on. I've worn those masks before, especially when I've done like work and paint and when you're dealing with like wood chippings and aluminum chippings. Those things are not safe nor are they healthy to use all day long. You need significant breaks to reoxygenate your body if you're working with those. They're not made to sit there and do it all day. And I, I remember I had an argument about this with somebody when the whole thing with COVID was happening. They said, well, doctors, they wear a lot of times, they wear these masks they wear the, or they wear the blue paper mask when they're doing surgery. I said, first off, individual who can't possibly comprehend anything, I said, 
the doctor, A, is not wearing that mask to prevent transmission of anything. <laughs> you have an open body cavity. He's making sure that no sweat and no saliva or anything like that contaminates the body cavity that he's working into a surgery on. I said, secondly, they're pumping enormous amounts of oxygen into those operating rooms. I said, thirdly, those doctors take breaks after a while, even after they may do a four, five, six, seven, eight-hour surgery. And I said, in most cases... They're also paid very, very well for what they do due to the risk and due to the nature of what they're working on. I said, you're telling people that they need to be walking around Walmart outside or inside of a store and be wearing an N95 all day long anytime you're around somebody? Listen, that's the most asinine thing I've ever heard in my life. But again, it's what people go on. And a lot of people, they're, lo they're losing their cognitive functioning. And there's another study that came out now, and I'm going to bring this up real quick, and I don't want any letters on this. I don't want anybody getting mad at me because I know this is a topic that people get fussy on. But I'm just going to bring you another study now, and I'm going to give you guys a heads up because it is becoming a serious issue. Now, I've heard numerous people I've talked to that have friends and family that are getting basically hooked on very, very, very strong medicinal cannabis and recreational cannabis now. And this study just came out of the UK, published on Monday in the journal Lancet Psychiatry. The study found that people who use cannabis with extremely high THC potency, above 5 to 10 milligrams per gram, have a much higher risk of addiction and mental health problems. Now, I'm going to say this very clearly. Cannabis, especially when coupled with high levels of CBD, can have very, very good medicinal properties for people that are having issues with PTSD or severe pain. I can say this from personal opinion, from what I've seen in research, I would much rather have somebody using medicinal THC and CBD than using Oxycontin or using Paxil and Zoloft. Now, Oxycontin has no business being used at all unless it's extreme emergency. People don't need to be using that stuff on a daily basis. It's highly addictive. Cannabis, if coupled properly with CBD, can be very good for people that are having problems like that, especially if used on a temporary basis or if they're having sleep problems. Now, the problem that we've seen now is that's not the case being done for medicinal purposes. A lot of people are now massively abusing cannabis, and this stuff is extremely potent. I mean, the research I'm looking at in the milligram doses, they're saying this stuff can actually induce psychosis. It's so strong. This isn't the pot from the 70s that people were growing out in their backyards and pulling a little butt off and going to a concert and smoking a joint. This isn't that anymore. This stuff is highly, highly extracted, refined. They even said there's something now. It's called cannabis resin, and it's like a brown sap that they extract. And they said the levels have increased approximately 5.7 milligrams each year since 1975. And they said the concentrated has extremely high levels of THC. They're cautioning consumers who may not be aware of this level of THC to understand what it does to you, not just in a short term, but on the long term. They go on this research that it says high potency products deliver a high dose of THC to consumers that then lower potency products. And the, stu the study furthermore noted that people addicted to cannabis have a higher risk of psychosis or loss of contact with reality. The evidence linking cannabis potency to addiction and psychosis is very clearly stated in the article. 19 out of states out of the whole country have recreationalized it. Now, I've told you guys before, 
the dr- war on drugs has not been effective at all as far as stopping anything. You can't legalize morality. You can't try to – or you can't try to control it. People are going to do what they want to do. The problem with it is now they've turned it into this big almost pot epidemic in the country where everybody thinks, oh, well, it's cannabis. It's not a big deal. This guy used it for medicinal person purposes. I'm going to use it for this and that. The industry that is controlling the pot is the same industry that's in the tobacco industry. They're all in the same group, guys. They all own the same shares. They're all in the same company. They have found now you making this recreationally legal. It's allowed a lot of people to get involved in it. It's not just, oh, I'm going to go out and buy a little pot. I'm going to go out and buy this oil now and this resin and basically do this stuff that's unbelievably strong. Do with that as you will, not telling you what to do with yourself. All I'm telling you is to be cautious with it. If you have friends or family that are using it or if you are using it for a specific reason, understand and use it as a tool, not a crutch. If you have a problem with basically PTSD or pain management and you're using it to curtail that, but be very, very cautious because this stuff is extremely addictive, much more so than it used to be, Dad. What do you think? Uh, You know, I'm not going to – this is one of those topics now. You get into this on the show and you get letters. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say it this way. I don't have a bit of problem using cannabis medicinally. If you've got a license for it or a prescription for it, if you're in a state that allows that to be done, if you have cancer or some other type of problem like PTSD, I don't. I really don't because the side effects of the chemotherapy, the radiation, and the surgery, and all these SSRI drugs, uh, you know, to treat depression or post-traumatic stress syndrome, are much worse than cannabis are going to be. But here, here's what I have the problem with. Just going out and being a stoner and getting stoned every day, uh, that's not okay. Uh, just because you want to do it from a recreational standpoint, it's extremely addictive, and they're lacing with all kinds of stuff now. So so that means right now, so I just told you, I'm not against using it for medicinal reasons as far as from an alternative to the Rockefeller Rothschild medical industrial drug complex. I don't have a problem with it. What I am against with it is just using it for recreational purposes because of the addictive nature. Now, it does one other thing, too. And Austin didn't mention this, but I'm going to bring this up. It massively increases the estrogen in men. It's one of the reasons that it causes gynomastia in men. In other words, you get um, you get breasts. You have to start wearing like a bra if you smoke too much of this stuff. And, it, when, and remember, an estrogen is antagonistic to and testosterone. And I think that's one of the biggest reasons that they've gone ahead now and made it legally national, made it legal nationwide because it massively reduces testosterone levels in men, making them more servile and infertile. Duh, that's what it does. Believe it or not, I know what it does. And I've seen it. I mean, I, I know people in, in high school who got addicted to pot back in the 70s and this big CIA experiment pumping all the drugs into the schools and the high schools. And I don't know one of those people that have ever done anything with their life. They turned into stoners. They basically just like to sit around and get stoned every day. They still do that. I mean, the guys to this day, 50 years later, still go get stoned every day. And their lives are awful. And they tried all kinds of other recreational drugs. Now, having said that, I'm going to stop. I'm also going to talk about antidepressants because antidepressants, now the studies have shown, don't make anybody any happier. A major study has confirmed that, and now they're actually doubting the entire serotonin reuptake inhibitor you know, theory of serotonin and brain chemicals causing brain imbalances and all types of other health problems, and I have to agree with that one also because it was used to sell all kinds of Prozac and Zoloft, which have been shown now to cause a massive increase in suicidal rates, and these people who take these drugs on an ongoing basis – they have almost immediate personality changes, especially with after they've been on it for a few months or a few years. Just thought I'd mention all that, too. And the suicide rate from these drugs with the black box warning, they're warning you, especially with young children and teenagers, not to give them these products. You'd be better off to use 5-HTP, B-complex, cod liver oil. That's, those are the ones you really, really need to feed your brain, not 
not a drug like this. Because what happens is they use up the raw materials when they're re-inhibited. They're up inhibiting the serotonin reuptake, and the raw materials to produce the serotonin start getting very, very sparse. The person's serotonin levels go down even lower than they were before the person started on the drugs. And when that happens, they become suicidally depressed. So they start messing with brain chemistry. It's kind of like, like electroshock therapy, right? They start having all kinds of unintended consequences and blowback. But again, this is part of the same Rockefeller Rothschild medical industrial complex that has done this for the past hundred years and tried to put natural health care out of business. And the FDA again is coming after supplements. They won't stop. They keep going after supplements, after supplements, after supplements. So since I'm going ahead and meddling, I'm going to do one more. Study has just come out saying that having four drinks a week changes your brain. Okay, This is four a week. Not every day. It's like every other day you have a drink. Many people have a cocktail before dinner or a drink to help them wind down to the end of the day. Okay, This is a new observational study that shows that alcohol consumption is changing your brain. University of Oxford, England, and her study co-authors linked moderate drinking about four weeks, drinks a week to higher brain iron levels in multiple basal ganglia regions. The researchers analyzed 21,000 people in the U.K., and they found that more brain iron was associated with poor scores on tests of executive function, fluid intelligence, and reaction speed, the researchers reported to the PLOS medicine. The research had three main reasons to do the study. They wrote the growing evidence that moderate alcohol consumption is negatively affecting the brain. The possibility of the accumulation of iron in the brain could lead to the increased risks of Alzheimer's and Parkinson's and other neurodegenerative conditions. And the researchers do have no studies investigating whether brain iron levels differ by level of alcohol consumption. So what they're telling you is not only does it increase the risk of pancreatic cancer, liver cancer, cirrhosis of the liver, alcoholism, osteoporosis, and breast cancer when you drink alcohol, it now also increases the risk of Parkinson's and Alzheimer's disease. All right. Again, I'm not telling you not to have a beer. I'm not doing that because I'll have a beer every once in a while. But, guys, it's every once in a while. It's not very often. Uh, and maybe once a year, maybe once every couple of years, whatever, maybe once every six months. I don't keep track of it. But I'm very, very careful. I'm very judicious. Don't get into the habit of drinking alcohol or wine every single day saying you're going to be healthier. You are not. It will not make you healthier. You can get the, you can get, you know, the, uh, the, 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 the compound. I guess it's resveratrol from, we have a resveratrol product. It's much more, much better for you than drinking alcohol. Stay away from alcohol. That's all I can say. By the way, I had the opportunity to pray for you guys today. I know it's been one of those wild shows today. Crazy stuff with Isaac Newton stuff. We start digging into that stuff. And I'm going to post those articles so you guys can read them and make up your own conclusions on everything I covered today. But I love you guys. You guys are absolutely the best. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Absolutely. And, yes, the resveratrol, I've talked about it in detail before. It's actually uh, on Product of the Week a while back. And its primary ingredient, the resveratrol, in it with the compound that's primarily in wine, that's where it got the topic of the quercetin and the resveratrol and high doses in wine. And that's where the topic came up. Well, if you drink red wine, it's healthy for you. Those compounds in wine, yes, are healthy for you. But in order to get those compounds in high enough concentrations, you've got to drink a significant amount of wine, which means you're drinking a significant amount of alcohol, which has a tendency to combat the antioxidant properties. That's why we put together the resveratrol formula years ago in order to do a massive extraction out of that that compound, that product, to bring it to you in a very, very healthy manner that has massive, massive antioxidant properties to it. So be sure to check that on the website at healthmasters.com. There is Veritrol Plus on the uh, on the website. And so thank you again, my friends, for getting the truth and news out there. 
as we see a lot of this stuff continue to unfold with what the lie's been going and the, the monkeypox nonsense and the other COVID nonsense. And remember, I saw somebody the other day, they were talking about, oh, well, what if we need to do lockdowns for monkeypox? And I'm like, dude, are you kidding me? Are we really having this conversation, even though we know what demographics it in? And I said, here's the other thing, too, I have. I said, why is nobody wanting to shame the gay population like we got shamed in the Christian churches? Oh, you got to shut your church down. Don't forget what they did to us, guys, two years ago. I will continue to remind everybody of this, and I will continue to stand up against it. Remember the churches over in Alabama where they had a pastor outside preaching and people were in the parking lot listening on their stereos? And cops showed up and started writing people citations for unlawful assembly because it was a lockdown. Remember that? Oh, I do. Remember them coming in and saying, oh, we're going to arrest a pastor because he kept having pastor services? Oh, yeah, I remember that. Remember them coming in and fining petitioners, people walking in, patrons walking into the church? Oh, yeah, I remember all that. Don't forget what they did to everybody, guys. Don't let them skate on this. Continue to show it and expose it. This is why I always constantly shove the ATF right back in their face with what they did to Randy Weaver at Ruby Ridge and what they did to the Branch Davidians in Waco. We cannot forget about what history has done and the people that were involved in it or were doomed to repeat it again. Always remember what they did to everybody during COVID, the complete and total lie. You can't go to church. You can't go to funerals. You can't go to birthdays. You can't go to church. You can't go hug your family. You can't go to a nursing home. Oh, your mask slipped under your nose. You're kicked out of the building. Oh, you're being arrested now. Don't forget about that, my friends, because it's funny. Now monkeypox in one specific demographic of homosexual gay men, and they won't even tell them not to keep having house parties and bath parties over there. Won't even tell oh, you guys should do what you want. Just go get vaccinated. Yeah, it's funny isn't it, how that works when it's that realm. Continue, my friends, to stand up and get the truth out there. I really, really appreciate the support. Had a lot of emails this week I'm going through. I got backlogged on some of them, trying to catch up on them. Thank you again for the positive emails. We continue to help you out the best we can at Health Masters. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. We'll talk to you again on this show, as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.